uh, Kira left me alone all day yesterday. Uh, and I was like a dog unattended. I destroyed the whole house. I peed on the carpet. Yeah, that's true. That is very feral cat. <laughs> I went grocery shopping and they had to buy one, get one on frozen pizzas. But I made pizza dough and sauce and I, like three weeks ago. And I was like, well, I have to get rid of that. So with two frozen pizzas sitting in my freezer, yesterday I made a new pizza. <laughs> it's pretty good. Did you just put mac and cheese on it? I miss Ian so much. I love you, Ian's Pizza Han State. Oh, it has three locations in Madison now. and has a spot in Milwaukee, too. The novelty of mac and cheese pizza, I think, wears out pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I don't get the mac and cheese pizza if I ever get Ian's because I hate the crust. But it's so thin, and it's dry and wet. No, it's, it's somehow dry. simultaneous. Oh no, <laughs> it's you're very right. dry it is and good. flavorless. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad pizza, and you think they could like lean in to do more novelty stuff, but I feel like they don't. They do. At least the last year that I was there, they were playing it pretty straight. They have, like, one-off pizzas all the time. Hmm. My favorite one is uh, the only one that I feel comfortable eating, or enjoy eating, I should say. Pasta pizza. uh, Cheese? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ravioli. Because oh. it ha- it tastes like actual ravioli, and their dry, flavorless bread works with pasta. <laughs> mm-hmm. They designed their crust to work with pasta, a very yes. wet substance. <laughs> it's almost like you'd rather just be eating pasta. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely why I enjoy it. They also have a poutine one that's also pretty good. What happened to that super trendy brunch place on State Street? Because did that close? I feel like it must have. Side something? It was where a room of one's own used to be. It was like right around the corner from there. Oh, you're thinking of... um, You're thinking of... It's certainly gone. Short stack? Short stack. No, short stack's still around. Really? Yeah. That's good. How how why did you think it was surely gone? That place had like a line every Sunday and Saturday out the door. Everything State Street is unrecognizable to me from when I was there in college. Fair. But I mean the they still have like Sunroom Cafe too. Yeah. I thought that also <laughs> my brain was like, I thought that also closed. No. Sunroom Cafe was better than Short Stacks. Yes, I agree. They could, but it also they had similar menus, but Sunroom could handle the breadth of their menu. <laughs> Short Stack yeah. could do certain things well. I remember their Cajun biscuits and gravy being interesting, but that was like the only thing on the menu that I thought tasted good. They do. Sunroom does good Tex-Mex. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They had a really good um, Tex-Mex breakfast. 
Wes, I'm changing um I'm changing the thing I'm quizzing you on. It's no longer about uh the dead don't die. It's gonna be about various restaurants on State Street. <laughs> Something that it seems like I know more about than you. <laughs> yeah, but it's mostly just so we can talk about it. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome, uh, Wahe. It's we ain't seen nothing it. yet. <laughs> Game show where one of us is quizzing on a movie they haven't seen, while the other one uh, struggles to recall restaurants on State Street in Madison, Wisconsin. I don't struggle to recall them. I struggle to know if they still exist. I just assume they don't. You couldn't remember what they were called either. <laughs> I have not <laughs> been to State Street in almost five years at this point hmm. and it's not like they're would, huge uh... restaurants that are <laughs> franchising across the country um taco bell <laughs> <laughs> i thought the taco bell also closed no taco bell cantina is still there five guys i think might have closed <laughs> <laughs> i miss the wendy's how does a wendy's fail on state street that was my fucking go-to because of health code violations. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was not good in there. Talk about Cantina stays clean. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's, you felt dirty just sitting down. <laughs> Wendy's, I felt gross the second I opened the door. I remember the lights always being super dim. <laughs> yeah. It was not a good situation. It felt like a gas station. Oh, totally. One of those gas station... With a restaurant inside of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you ever have Piccadilly this... Pizza? No. I was just thinking of the multiple subways I've seen inside of a gas station. In Brooklyn, Wisconsin, where I grew up. But the, uh, there was one like stop and go in town. And they had a place called Piccadilly Pizza. And it was fine. It was Speaking also the places... only pizza place in town because it's a town of like 300 people. Speaking of places divorced dads take their kids to go eat. Hey, uh, my parents were still me. together at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I only stopped going because I divorced. <laughs> Last week, Wes quizzed me on the movie Marriage Story. Yesterday, I watched it uh, and he'll quiz me on it. And he'll quiz me on it again. <laughs> We'll review that in the first half, and later I will quiz him on the Adam Driver classic film, The Dead Don't Die. Mm. Ethan is falling deeper and deeper in love with this season, with each episode. You texted me this week yeah, that, like Monday, that I drew the short end of the stick in this. Yeah, it's true. As I was watching Marriage Story, I was like, you know, I may not be, I may not have heard good things about The Last Duel, but maybe I should have done that instead. <laughs> but here we are. All right. So. Wes has no idea how I feel about this movie. I just told him a couple of thoughts that I had. Hey, and uh, he got the point that other people didn't, so. If even if you didn't like it, at least you understood it better than I feel like people who just were feigning being upset. I'm not 
here to talk about the way that most people on the internet nowadays talk about movies. <laughs> Which is also why I didn't respond to that thing that you sent me about friends. <laughs> <laughs> because you also can't, because it's from a perspective outside of your own. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm not allowed to respond. I am not allowed! Uh, marriage story. Uh, true or false? You got four points, right? The only reason why you did about the same that you do on any other quiz. It's the average. Yeah. Uh, you said it was true that Nicole's mom doesn't think she should divorce Charlie. Yeah, that's true. And it was pretty much for the reason I described, too. She's kind of old-fashioned, and she likes him. Yeah, she really likes him. Uh, You said it was false that the pie is just a pie. No, it's true. It is just a pie. Yeah. I got the the double fake out. (laughs) Uh, You said it was false that Charlie serves Nicole the divorce papers. That is false, and according to this movie, illegal? Yes. I think in different places. I th- I'm guessing states have different rules of who can serve. Probably. Food. Yeah. But it's like but in California, anyway. we know, like, wasn't. Didn't Jason Sudeikis serve his now ex wife who was. Olivia. It was Olivia what? I thought it was Olivia Wilde. Yeah, Am Olivia I wrong? Wilde, yeah. He served her during like a Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the process of serving divorce papers, I think, is inherently comedic. You've been served. You've been served. And I think that a lot of media knows that. And there's a movie that stars Matthew Perry called Serving Sarah, which I watched. It's not a good movie. The whole conceit of the movie is... Wait, you're telling me Matthew Perry was in a bad movie? <laughs> He's got a track record of pretty good stuff. I think I think <laughs> Matthew Perry's track record is underrated. 17 again is good. Um, he's also not really in it that much. Yeah, <laughs> due to the premise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the premise of Serving Sarah is too couples that hire um like people to serve each other divorce papers Mm -hmm. and they're trying to serve the other one first and so you follow the people trying to serve the paperwork to each other gotcha funny concept i guess it's a funny concept uh it's not a good movie i would love to see someone try it again yeah anything you want to say anything else about nicole's sister serving charlie the papers I love her. She's the best character in the movie. Yeah, she's enjoyable. She has charisma. Mm-hmm. From the moment she starts talking, I'm like, oh, she's good. She's great. <laughs> I love her. She played it. So there are a lot of good grounded performances in the movie. She plays it the most like this is a real person in a real situation. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Honestly, for some reason right now, as I'm thinking about her, I keep thinking like she would be good in the sister act as one of the nuns. If they redid it, yeah, I think she would have been great. She would be a really good um, red-haired sister whose name I don't remember. Red-haired sister number one. I think her name's Mary Roberts. Uh, You said Laura Dern plays Nicole's lawyer. 
That's true. And then he also said it was true that Alan Alda plays Charlie's lawyer. For most of the movie, that is true. Yes. It's one of Alan Alda's last roles, I think. He genuinely... Laura Dern, too. They're both spectacular. Yes, yeah. <laughs> They're both very good. Mm-hmm. But Alan Alda, I would say, is the next most grounded performer in the movie. I was like, oh, he's just this guy. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much just playing Alan Alda. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then he said it was true that Charlie's a famous movie director and screenwriter. No, he's a play director. Producer. Producer. Writer. Actor. Writer. Not an actor. <laughs> he was. He was. Not anymore. So, you walked away with four points. And multiple choice, where you got zero. <laughs> Alright, so, let's see if you remember. What were Charlie and Henry going to dress up as for Halloween? I said Abbott and Costello, but they were supposed to be Frankenstein and the Invisible Man mm-hmm. until uh, Henry decided he'd rather be a store-bought ninja, which is better because it costs more money. Yeah. Fair enough. Didn't follow that. You didn't follow that? I don't follow how it's better just because it costs more money. I feel like that is, like... That's like how kids think about Halloween costumes for the most part. If you're someone like me who has ever stepped into a Halloween Express year after year, you know that good costumes mean that they're probably going to be expensive. I made most of my costumes. Mm, you're one of they weren't those, good, but I did make kids. them. Yeah. I was one of those kids that uh, everyone opening the door would have to go, oh, and what are you dressed as? The little women from Mothra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one year I was a box. Just a box. There was only one year I did my own costume. And it was a character from a book that no one read. And Dog cop. <laughs> At the time, no one had read it. Uh, so many people were confused. And I had to just explain myself too many times. I was like, never again. <laughs> <laughs> and you bought that at Halloween Express. <laughs> Uh, which is not a way that Charlie got screwed. You said it was Nicole took Henry to L.A. with her. Would definitely say that's the number one way in which <laughs> he got screwed. That's the first way. <laughs> it's the first and the one with the most lasting consequences. Yes. Uh, the option that is not true is that she hires a private investigator. No. Ray Liotta says that... <laughs> Yeah. Charlie should hire one. Uh, what makes Nicole lawyer up? You said Charlie withholds sex. No. It is that her mom just suggests it. Well, her reasoning, she tells Laura Dern's character, is because he cheated. Hmm. So she's I missed feeling that. a bit vindictive about it. Yeah. Fair. Uh, when does Charlie punch a hole in the wall? You said an hour in. 
No, it's like it's almost two hours in. It's actually closer to an hour and a half. Okay. Uh, so you got that wrong. What terrible thing happens when Charlie's being observed with Henry? You said Charlie uh. calls Nicole a bitch. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Uh, he does the knife thing. <laughs> he cuts his arm open. He and it's like this bad joke where he jokes about like oh kids would love that arms. joke. I I just want to be very clear. A child would think that is amazing. <laughs> The way that it's revealed that he did cut himself is so good. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it's just a thing where I pretend to cut my arm open. And then he <laughs> opens his arms again. You just see this huge slice yeah. of his arm taken out. And I saw that. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because as someone who has accidentally cut their <laughs> hand and arm open before without noticing, boy, do you get lightheaded real fast as soon as you notice. Yeah. When he's, like, helping her open up the door so she could leave and his hand's just all bloody. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know how he had, like, gotten no consequences for. I don't know. It seems like he got some consequences from that. Like what? Because after that. Oh, I guess scene. he doesn't get joint custody. Yeah, he doesn't get joint custody. He's, he, he said he had to give up Los Angeles and New York. Yeah. Well, the lawyers did. So, zero points. Open-ended, you barely did any better. <laughs> um, <laughs> what friend of the pod is in this movie? You said Matt Lauer. <laughs> Thank God. It's, it's our good buddy Wallace Shawn. It's a real uh-huh. friend of the pod. Yeah. Kind of like a, a like really a, awful character. <laughs> yeah, awful, but still kind of funny. Yeah. Funny in an awful way. Funny in a, I know that guy and I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. When making out with a dude, Nicole says he only wants him to do one thing to her. You said respect, shove tongue, or hold her. Um, I would not have gotten this vulgar on an open-ended question. <laughs> Unprompted. I want to be very never clear done this to a woman before. <laughs> there's, there's, I've never done, and I never would. <laughs> a woman's pleasure is not a priority for me. No, uh, she says that you're just going to finger me. Yeah. Good for Pablo. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that because you think he doesn't get a lot of action? I don't think he does. He's a fucking loser. Where does Henry want to live and why? You said Beverly Hills, France, or New York. <laughs> I was close with Beverly Hills. Uh, yeah, L.A. And I couldn't have been more incorrect with New York. <laughs> it's the one place he specifically says he does not want to live. Yep. Who is clearly the better parent to Henry? You said Charlie. No. Yeah. We're shown more that Henry enjoys his time with Nicole. Yeah. Although at the beginning of the movie, it does seem like Charlie Mm -hmm. is the better parent in Nicole's eyes. Yes. But as the movie goes on, 
like you see like nicole knows the ins and outs of charlie's of uh henry's life and mm-hmm. charlie clearly does not yeah the movie tries both to excuse charlie's lack of knowledge yeah and also admonish him and it's very strange yes Because I found myself at many times going, well, yeah, he's busy, but also like he's not doing anything to try hard. I don't know. What does the movie want me to feel about this other than it's complicated? And I don't think it does want me to feel anything beyond it's complicated. Yeah, I would agree. I was going to say, I think that's exactly what it was. (laughs) Because I do think, I don't know, it sucks that there is that dynamic but i think that dynamic is pretty prevalent in a lot of families i mean it there it's nothing if not incredibly realistic yeah a person constantly commuting bi-coastally with a child who will only stay on one of the coasts yeah. it would be incredibly difficult to only show your good side to that child mm-hmm. and then also have the mental space to navigate that yeah. during a divorce. Man, Nicole sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about this movie. It's Nicole sucks. <laughs> and I can say that <laughs> because I'm married. <laughs> and I'm from a broken home, so I can pick sides. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole doesn't suck. She's a good mom. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about this movie? You said it stars Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. You said it was very high drama and very little levity. I was very relieved that that was not the case. Yeah, I would say the tone is pretty... It's know, by far like, one of the most grounded yeah. movies I have ever seen. <laughs> but not in a way that's boring like Love is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> he remembered the title. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you have a movie that is the most forgettable movie you've ever seen, you got to hold on to something. <laughs> uh, you said for most of the movie they're living together, but they only talk through their lawyers. And they, they don't live together now. <laughs> they make mistakes that make divorce harder. Who doesn't? <laughs> and because of that part, I gave you a half a point. Fair. Because that's most Generous. of how the movie's conflict keeps escalating is them inadvertently making it harder on themselves. Yep. All right, and then moving on to the screen grab. <laughs> do you remember this? I do. So this is one of two company performances in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Where uh, Nicole, her mom, and her sister are just singing. Oh, God. What's the song title? It's one of the tracks from Company. I wish I could remember it. Hmm. Um, at a party for something? <laughs> uh, I don't know what else... <laughs> can be garnered from it's just that it's like 
this happens, and then Laura Dern takes Nicole aside, and she's like, yeah, we actually got a 55-45 split on custody. Oh, yeah. And that's the scene? That's the whole scene? I mean, the in context, because the scene right after this is then the Adam Driver singing. Oh, being alive? Okay, yeah. all right. I didn't... I, I was planning on segueing to this, but I didn't know if we wanted to talk about that scene. More. But I mean, the it for the context of this scene, it's like showing that Nicole has found a new life and she's like yes. happy. Right. In the most she's cringe doing... way possible. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, would you like to take a guess as to why I hate this scene? <laughs> uh, it is uh, correct. Uh, I was correct in my <laughs> assumption that this has happened to you far too many times. <laughs> Where people start singing show tunes and you don't like it. Yeah. Um, well, you said I see myself in it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Have you, did you perform company? No. I was never, even when I was in high school, I was never the kind of musical theater kid who was like, Oh, here we are at Noodles and Company. <laughs> it's time to <laughs> Let's start sing our song. doing songs from the show. <laughs> I was always terribly embarrassed by people who did that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, for sure. Uh, especially because I was in their company. And so, yeah, I got secondhand embarrassment by watching this scene. Especially because you can see it's... I don't know what party, first of all, what party this is, like you said. <laughs> but it's a party. I don't know what kind of party it would have that many people be like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah! <laughs> Everyone's loving it. Let's make it very clear. The audience is loving this. <laughs> Even the children. And I feel like the children would be like, oh. No. These are what iPad is... kids. These aren't like kids from 30 we years ago. We have seen Henry multiple times say, can I go do iPad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's interested in seeing his mom, aunt, and grandmother. Dance in front of his company. friends. <laughs> yeah. I think they were just his cousins. Okay, maybe it was just the cousins. Yeah. Slightly better. <laughs> but anyway, she's she's found new life and has found joy with family mm-hmm. on the part of the country that she wanted to be in. But then we follow that up with Charlie doing a bit of self-loathing talk. And then the most bizarre transition in the world. So I, w- I want to make it very clear. I like the first part of the scene. I love the second part of this scene. The bridge to get there makes no sense. <laughs> because he's like, I'm sorry, I'm bumming you out. They're playing this song, I'm going to go sing it. The song is, of course, Being Alive from Company. One of, if not, the saddest musical songs <laughs> ever written. <laughs> Let me cheer you guys up by singing a song that Ethan cannot hear without crying (laughs) did you cry i did (laughs) so this is so a couple months ago kira and i were talking about the musical company because there's a, a documentary now parody of the documentary of 
company called Oh, the one where they're recording it in the studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we got talking about the song being alive in there. Because it's a musical, everyone has covered this in so many different ways. The first guy who did the song, it's not very good. Second guy who covers the song does it so well that it is genuinely heartbreaking to hear it. I wish I knew his name. If Kira was here, she could tell me. And it's because the meaning of the song is just full of hope, but there's the dramatic irony that it will never manifest. Mm. And so when Charlie starts singing it in the movie, it takes an inverted meaning where he has had joy and he has lost all of it. And I was like, oh, this is done so effectively. (laughs) Unfortunately, this transition was a little wonky. (laughs) Honestly, if they had just been if it had just transitioned to him just singing it without instead the... of saying let me cheer you guys up like he's yeah. still sad and then he goes into that that would have made more sense for me yeah i don't I... know but but seeing his emotional arc of like trying to cheer everyone up and then coming to terms with the meaning of the song for him mm-hmm. that was also super telling i don't know it worked and it didn't work. I, I, it, the things that make it succeed are the same things that make it fail for me, and it's not fair to. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I do agree. That's probably like the emotional core of this movie, which again is mm-hmm. solely focused on Charlie, which we can get into very shortly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, bonus questions. You got three points for uh, what you said, by the way. You said you got a point for saying, "Hey, it's Airplane Lady." I need to. I looked up her name multiple times during this movie, and I still don't. I want to make it very clear: she was incredible in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she was great. And uh, I think it's you correctly that identified that it was uh, Nicole's mom and her sister, and they were doing something funny. And yeah, I gave you another point for uh, saying I saw myself in it. So. <laughs> Julie Haggerty is her name. Glad to see her still working. She's yeah. still very funny. But only in grandma roles. <laughs> she can't play anyone else. Next time I want to see her struggling with like dementia or something. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. If Julie Haggerty was in uh, the Waverly Gallery, uh, the only play I've ever seen on Broadway. <laughs> she would A, do such a good job and B, I would cry so hard. I think you've lost probably most of our audience. Maybe Sarah knows what you're talking about. (laughs) If anyone knows what I'm talking about, Kira, if you're listening, (laughs) it's a play that only I saw with my now wife the one time that I went to New York City. (laughs) Michael Sarah was in it. Uh, Okay, bonus questions. What song does Nicole's mom sing when she first wakes up Nicole? It's a hymn. Come on, church boy. (laughs) Yeah, I love church. I love my hymns. (laughs) Nope, it's not coming to me. This is the day the Lord has made. You know what? Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How does it go? Will we get copyright struck? (laughs) Yes, this song that I'm sure is from like the 1800s. 
hasn't entered the public domain yet, thanks no. to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> they trademarked it. <laughs> Instead of Wish Upon a Star, they made it a Christian hymn. <laughs> uh, okay, what is the name of Nicole's boyfriend at the end of the movie? Do you remember? Carter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's Carter. <laughs> uh, true or false? Nicole dresses up as David Bowie from Station to Station. Oh, fuck. I'm remembering the conversation because <laughs> Station to Station does come up, but I can't remember if she is correcting Charlie at that point uh-huh. or if that is her correction. So I'm going to say false it's what charlie assumed you're right can you guess which album she's dressed absolutely up as? <laughs> not just dance it's just dance. okay that's right it's just dance let's dance uh let's yeah dance. so you got two bonus points which means i guess we cover that later but uh ethan <laughs> would you uh would you watch this movie again Probably not in full. I would watch clips from this movie again. On YouTube? But, yeah, on YouTube. I'll probably just watch the Being Alive scene. <laughs> TBH. Um, but that's not to say that the movie is bad. It's just hard. And yeah. then there's also baggage that comes with watching the movie. What baggage are you talking about? Noah Baumbach. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're talking about personal baggage. And I'm like, no, no, no personal baggage. <laughs> How? <laughs> what life experience? No, no, it's the production yeah. stuff behind it. Um, the story is <coughs> simple. Uh, the actor in, in a good way. The the actors are all phenomenal. There are a lot of really cool shots and scenes in it. Um, I, the one shot that I'm thinking, so obviously when people say Adam Driver's so good in this movie, they're talking about the freak out, punch the wall scene. <laughs> um, when I say Adam Driver's good in this movie, I mean the scene where, uh, the court observer is talking to Henry in the other room and you get the shot of Adam Driver's back as he's looking over his shoulder, listening to the conversation and just reacting to what Henry is saying. Yeah. Because I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck. That's There's good. so much non-vocal like vocal acting in this movie that... A lot of subtleties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I said before, Alan Alda, really good. Laura Dern, very good. Ray Liotta for what little he is in the movie, nails that character perfectly. All with eyeliner on it looked like. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just what Ray Liotta's eyes look like. <laughs> why, why does he have like a cartoon's outline of his eyes? Then? He's like that guy it's from like Lost. A, yeah, but there's like a there's like a thick black line around <laughs> his eyes, like a cartoon character. You have to be able that's to not see eyeliner, that. I don't know what it is. Ray's acting with his eyes, you have to see it. <laughs> oh, I guess the one thing that I do have to talk about with this movie is the score. 
okay. which is the most Randy Newman ass <laughs> Randy yeah. Newman shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I heard it pop in, I was like, "What is this? A Pixar movie?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not good enough to be Giacchino, and he also like varies his shit up when he's not doing animated movies. So I had to check, and I was like, yeah, that's Randy, that's my guy. <laughs> I understand uh, why he was chosen, but when you choose Randy Newman, there's a very specific feeling. Yeah, it like feels music does feel kind of like nineties ish. Mm-hmm. The movie the feels movie like a kind period of feels. Piece. Yeah, it feels like a movie that would come from the 90s. But... Mm-hmm. Oh, but then also to talk about the parts of this movie that make it harder to rewatch. Because my compliments oft come to the character of Charlie, the movie is written very much with him as the sympathetic character. There are, I'm not saying that there aren't times yeah, that you sympathize. the main character. <laughs> yeah, he's the main character of the movie. There are definitely times when you sympathize with Nicole, but they are much farther apart. Yeah. She's not as rounded of a character. Like, you don't get to know as much of her inner workings. Yeah. When I was watching the movie for the first and then the second time as well, like, there is a focus on her towards the beginning of the movie. And then as soon as her first scene with Laura Dern, where she lawyers up, then, well, I guess you said when she's, when Charlie gets the papers served, I texted this to to you. So you could talk about it here. It transitions to his viewpoint, but then it's never given back to her. And that's like only maybe a quarter into the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it, like I wonder if it was an editing choice, like because it's already a pretty long movie. Mm-hmm. If they just decided to cut a lot of her stuff, or if it was really written that way. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, it does not lend itself to it's the criticism of the movie that it's too focused on Charlie and Noah Baumbach's personal therapy like he's trying to he's trying to work through something and he was trying to be favorable to his now ex-wife yeah and it still ended up being (laughs) yeah self-centered yeah um but i think at the end of the day the movie's not really about their relationship like you and i talked about Mm -hmm. over text it's more about how the process of divorcing brings out the worst in everyone. Mm-hmm. The relatability and the true theming of the movie is not, let's see how a relationship falls apart. Watching this movie with that lens, you're not going to get a satisfied product, I don't think. what yeah. Absolutely what you're watching is how divorce as a legal and like p- procedural thing is so incredibly difficult and how it hurts people no matter what, like you're going to yeah. come out the the other side changed no matter what your relationship with the other person was. Right. Like at the beginning of the movie, they're 
amicably talking about splitting up and doing it without lawyers and then as soon as the lawyers enter like things just go to hell Mm -hmm. across the board and then it's like uh, buttoned by this moment the very end where they're like actually able to communicate with one another because the lawyers are gone yeah (laughs) they have like a new relationship and mm -hmm. they're transformed on the other side yeah I mean, Ray Liotta pretty much says the the theme of the movie when you first meet him. It's like, mm-hmm. if you go into a divorce and they're coming in with crazy and you're coming in with reasonable, you'll end up halfway in between and half crazy is still crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is, what's the Take word? Take note, Ethan. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like. What I was going to say is still a misogynistic way to think about things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. again, the movie is written by a man from his point of view experiencing this thing. Yes. Overall, I would still say the movie's good. Um, because when... I can, I can understand and sympathize when... People just can't look past the Noah Baumbach stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's if that's you, then more power to you. But it, from uh, someone who's from a broken family, <laughs> uh, it's it hits you in the feels. And someone who is not from a broken family. <laughs> I, I texted Kira after watching this movie. She didn't watch it with you. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I texted her, unfortunately, it is quite good. <laughs> I Yeah, I think like 30 years from now, I think a lot of the people who are hating on it probably will have subsided because there will be plenty of other people and situations to hate by then. Yeah. <laughs> Guy movie... cheating on his wife is happening all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay because he um, made a billion dollars <laughs> got nominated for an Oscar this year <laughs> for a different movie yeah. with the woman that he cheated with. So <laughs> it's it's fine. Oh, he's much older than <laughs> Yes. Uh, Our season question, did Adam Driver carry this movie? This is a tough one, and I've been thinking about it since watching the movie yesterday. I think without Adam Driver portraying Charlie, the role would not have been nearly as sympathetic. Hmm. So much of the movie is also good, though. He doesn't carry the project, but he does elevate it. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say. I was going to say similarly. Like, I feel like it'd be unfair to say that he alone carries this movie because there's a lot of talent that is. It's not sixty-five. <laughs> Which again, I think we arguably said he doesn't even carry that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying though <laughs> that's the difference <laughs> we reached the end of that movie and realized there was nothing to carry 
Um, he was hurting his back and noticed there was naught but a feather on it. <laughs> it had fallen off long ago. <laughs> Within the first few minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, but I would agree. He, he helps elevate it. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of other like youngish actors like him that people would watch this movie and feel like if you're if you're gonna have like a very one-sided movie where you show only really one perspective for the most part out of the couple that are splitting up like if you're gonna have a male actor portray that part i can't think of a lot of other young actors who could fill that part Mm -hmm. yeah 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 well that's where we are on. Besides Will Ferrell, <laughs> yo, he did. I want to see Will Ferrell's marriage story, but I want it to take place in the semi-pro universe. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, semi-pro is already kind of marriage story. <laughs> yeah, with it's way insane. more sex scenes. <laughs> Do you think Noah Baumbach got divorced because of semi-pro? <laughs> I think he might have. <laughs> Noah, come on the podcast. Yeah. We want to talk to you about Semi-Pro and Madagascar 3, and that's it. (laughs) Noah Bombach, friend of the pod? Took a residency at UCLA? You mean started writing Madagascar 3? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention that part, but yeah, he he really makes himself seem like he didn't (laughs) do... Some uh, real commercial stuff. <laughs> he was an artist all yeah, I've, along. I've always been part of the theater. No, dude. <laughs> you wrote Madagascar 3 to pay for your divorce. Let's not pretend that you lost a Broadway show. <laughs> Which, frankly, would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, it sure sounded like it. Uh, all right. So that was Marriage Story. And we will be back with a movie Ethan does not like. (laughs) And we're back. back. Wesley, let's talk about it. It is, they're saying, the movie that is getting a resurgence in 2024. It's, the dead don't die. It's coming back. What do you mean a resurgence? (laughs) People are talking about it again. Who? It's riding a second wave. Are you talking about yourself on Letterboxd? (laughs) Many people had forgotten about this movie, and it has been unearthed by scholars of film. (laughs) As a movie that deserves to be watched. Like, I don't know, maybe four years ago, people started talking about (laughs) Ghost again. People are going to be talking about that the same way they talk about The Dead Don't Die now. Hmm. Very interesting. So starting off, the quiz, Wesley. True or false, the theme song of this movie is The Dead Don't Die by Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, I'll say true. You want to hit me with a a little bit of what that sounds like? The dead don't die. The dead don't die. Have you been here? The dead don't die. 
she ran after the okay now we're getting copyright struck thank you just <laughs> with a carving knife have you, you ever seen such a sight in your life as three blind mice <laughs> it still ends with three blind mice <laughs> true or false farmer frank wears a make america great again hat yeah hell yeah I remember hearing about this on NPR, which mm-hmm. is the only reason why I heard about this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it was supposed to have political undertones, yeah, or overtones. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go ahead and say overtones. I'm gonna I'll let you right now. It's overtones. I'm not gonna be able to disguise that. The questions for this quiz suck, so I'm just going to burn through it. True or false, there's a dead body in the police station jail cell. And it was dead when it got there. (laughs) Yeah, true, I hope. (laughs) I hope they just throw a dead body in a jail cell. True or false, no one actually says zombies. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll say true. It'll harken back to uh, Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to deeply sigh as audibly as I did. In many ways, in quality. True or false, the zombies gush. True or false, <laughs> the zombies gush black blood when they are shot or stabbed. Um, hmm. are they the penguin or are they not the penguin? <laughs> I'm gonna say not the, not the penguin. I'm gonna say not the, uh, not the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> false. True or false? Adam Driver carries a Star Wars keychain and refuses to talk about it. Yeah, true. That's the, a little um, Easter egg. It's a little Easter egg. They don't spend a lot of time talking about it. True or false? Or true or false? We're moving on to multiple choice questions now. True or uh, false? We're moving on to multiple true, choice. True or false? Are we moving on? <laughs> you do get points. False. False. <laughs> Sorry, you've forfeited the quiz. You said false twice, which is our safe word. False, false. <laughs> I stop recording. <laughs> uh, every single one of these actors is in this movie, and which one plays Adam Driver's by the book more experienced partner? A. Steve Buscemi. B. Bill Murray. C. Danny Glover. D. Tilda Swinton. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Multiple choice number two. Which of these is not a sign of the apocalypse we see in this film? A. The sun is out at 8 p.m. B. The ants are going nuts. C. Mushrooms growing in the wrong place. And D. WPS stopped making deliveries. Uh, WPS sounds pretty stupid. I'm going to say that. <laughs> so they stopped making deliveries? Yep. 
It's not a question of whether WPS is in this movie. It's just that they've stopped making deliveries. Yep. True or false number three. Which of these changes did funeral home director Zelda make to the place? A. A room where she trains in the blade. B. A Great Gatsby party room. C. A body car wash. Or D. She finally added fridges for the bodies. Uh, added added freezers for the bodies. Okay. Before then, they were just stinking up the joint. Yeah. <clears throat> Multiple choice number four. The zombies talk. What don't we hear a zombie say? A. Chardonnay. B. Brains. C. Snapple. D. Free cable. Uh, what was B? Brains. Yeah, they're going to say everything but brains. Everything but the brains. Yep. Keep an eye out for this question. I didn't double check. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple choice number five. What stops Adam from cutting the head off of a corpse? A. They haven't turned yet. B. He recognizes the girl. C. She's one hot dead lady. Or D. He sees a Sturgill Simpson CD. Sturgill Simpson. I don't know who that is. Buddy, you will. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got it right. (laughs) Moving on to open-ended. What do... Hank, Officer Ronnie, and Officer Mindy separately assume happened to the first people killed by zombies. So they all assume the same thing. What do they assume happened? Um, three guesses? Yeah, sure. Uh, they uh, all have food poisoning. They, uh... So you see a body killed by a zombie. You obviously don't know that part, but you're like, ah, food poisoning. Yeah. Chest burster. (laughs) And, uh... Vehicular homicide. All right. Mr. Mosby. (laughs) What human activity is implied... To be causing the sped up apocalypse. This is one specific human activity that's called out multiple times. It's creating the apocalypse. What is it? Masturbation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, Social media. Good guesses. These are good guesses. (laughs) And then... My last real open-ended question. Every zombie movie has a focal metaphor. What is the focal zombie metaphor? What do they represent? They represent mindless sheeple who follow uh, uh, totalitarians. Um, okay. They represent the... Uh, the Americans, the blue-collar Americans who've been left behind, they represent no one. 
<laughs> like the Democratic Party of the United <laughs> States. All right, Wesley, what is this movie and what happens in it? I'm not going to ask you why you haven't seen it, because I don't know anyone who has. Um, I feel like this is a movie that like would have been shown in Madison and people would have seen like the artsy film people would go see because they recognize oh this is a good cast no one's talking about it let's go see it's directed by Jim Jarmusch it is a movie that takes place in a small town zombies are popping up it takes place during the uh, one night Bill Murray, Adam Driver, are cops. They are, uh, they are to protect the town, but they they are failing to rise to the occasion because they don't believe what's actually happening is in fact happening. I'm frankly mad, frankly upset. <laughs> Why? Who hurt you? There are so many billboards in Los Angeles (laughs) for, like, accident attorneys, and they all say, who hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) They are unfortunately very funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Wesley, I'm going to go ahead and look through my photos and see if I took a screen grab from this movie. If I didn't, (laughs) I'm going to send you the first thing I can find. When I Google <laughs> a movie. Uh, oh, you know what? No, I remember where it is. Alright. <laughs> That's not it. A scene from your... Is this a card convention? It's a Magic the Gathering tournament that a guy went around and he just started posing with everyone whose ass was hanging out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's good. Because you know the the amount of belts not being worn there. (laughs) This last guy is wearing a belt. belt. (laughs) He just has no hips to hold it Mm -hmm. (laughs) up. Um, this guy was banned <laughs> from every Magic the Gathering tournament and is not allowed to attend <laughs> because you know he did this. It's a good way to go out. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, give me a second. I have to <laughs> get a screen grab. This episode is brought to you by Most Tea, the tea infuser. Mostly because it's one of the only scenes where I could tell you what is happening. Um, it's dark. Yes. Yes. So is the rest of the movie. <laughs> this is in what appears to be a whole. Uh, a, a hotel room. It doesn't look like any hotel room I've ever seen. So maybe it's not. I'm going to need you to say say it is declaratively whether it is or it isn't. It is. Uh, This is there's been a zombie attack. There's three people dead. 
Uh, one person's on the floor, two are on a bed. This happened towards the beginning of the movie when they're just taking stock of all the all the victims of the zombies. Uh, and they're gonna say goofily that uh, this was just um, this is just a drug overdose. All right, I'm gonna ask you a harder question because it's the more interesting one. Can you identify either of these actors? Uh, it's quite blurry. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so I'll say one is. Uh, they're both pretty high profile and have been in large projects recently. Millie Bobby Brown, Doris Kearns Goodwin. You know who that is? No, I do not. (laughs) Look her up. Hey, hey, look her up. Of course I would recognize American biographer, historian, and sports journalist Doris Kearns Goodwin, (laughs) whose most recent accolade includes publishing a book in 2018. Yeah. All right, Wesley, that's my quiz on the movie The Dead Don't Die. Uh, You can find... This movie uh, on any rental service, so you will have to pay money to see it, and you will not get that money back, nor will you receive the time. (laughs) You've been listening to the game show, We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The current score is Wesley, 22, and Ethan... (laughs) 21.8 folks I'm close (laughs) I can feel him breathing down my neck I could could do this I know so much about silence (laughs) Uh, back to the script you can find this week's movie on Amazon Prime I guess which now has ads for paid users. Yes. Yes. We love uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Uh, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> He's full of bees. Send a beekeeper after him. <laughs> Why can't we do a quiz on beekeeper? On Blue Sky, you can follow me at Ethan Goose or Wesley at Wesley. You can follow me on Letterboxd at E Geese. You can follow Wesley at Baby Wesley. And remember, ABC Family promo season. (laughs) Okay, bye.